it's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional exploration. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Karen Frazier and the lovely Chucky G. Hi, Karen. <laughs> well, hello, lovely Chucky G. So, well, thank you. Your intro tonight seemed to have just a little teeny bit of an accent to it. Were you doing an accent? Oh, was it? Why? Does it sound like, hello, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. No, that no, would be no, like that. no, no, no. It sounded a little vaguely European, maybe Dutch or something. I, you were, I, I thought you were actually doing an accent. I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to do the cool radio voice, and it must have sounded like an accident. I'm so sorry. Well, either okay. that or maybe, oh, my God, maybe I just had a stroke and my ears are hearing accents. <laughs> Could, did that actually happen? Could it happen? I don't know if you can. I, weird I weird thing happens in your brain. Weird things can happen in your brain when you've had a stroke or something, or okay. even like a little uh, minor event. So, okay. yeah, I think strange things it affects your speech and language centers so maybe it would only mean that i would speak in an accent i don't know i i'm not a doctor i don't even play one on tv that's okay i i'll take your word for it i mean if you you say so then i'm I'm good with it so so anyways this evening folks we have the lovely jay verberg coming on oh he's lovely too yes too we're all pretty lovely tonight i guess he is from uh the sci-fi's now uh, I, I hate to say defunct, but it's like the show's not on anymore. He was the Greenhorn from Ghost Mine, which was a show that I really loved. And now he's a paranormal investigator in his own right. And he's just a, he's a lovely man. He's a lovely man yeah. with a handsome mustache and a cool cowboy hat. We How's are going to have some, we are going to have some mad facial hair on the show tonight. <laughs> I think, I think folks tonight will be a good night for you to sit back because it's going to get really wacky. I'm pretty sure it's going to get really wacky. I just have this feeling. As a psychic, I don't know. I could, I'm, in a, I'm in a mood. So what, what, you're in a mood, kind of a mood. I don't know, just a mood. What do you mean? Well, no, you gotta. What do you mean? Yeah, you I, have to have kind of a mood. Are you in a bad mood? A good mood? A crazy mood? A wacky mood? A tired mood? What? I don't know. Oh, well, let's let it evolve. Well, now, I'm, now, all right, now I'm scared. You know what it now. is? I'm I'm a little bit mellow. I because I just like I was telling you and Cheryl off the air. I had a massage today, right. and I I. I'm still having it kind of in that really chill, mellow massage place. It was pretty cool. So, anyways, folks, if you hear me interviewing and you hear, that's Karen. She just took <laughs> a little sleepy poo there. So, hopefully, that won't happen. But, you know. No, so, I wouldn't do that to you or to Jay. So, you, you had a good masseuse, though? Was it a good masseuse person or? Yeah, he. I actually have gone to him for years. It was a therapeutic massage, and so whenever I tell people I have massages, they're like, "Oh my god, that sounds so wonderful." Cheryl's like rolling her neck right now, like she's wishing somebody would massage her. And you know, the thing is, is that here's what I will tell you about therapeutic massages: they hurt like hell, but afterwards, it feels so good when they stop. Was it like a? I always picture like a masseuse guy being like some European guy. My name is my name is Franz. I give you a massage. Is that was that how it was or no? His name is Alan, and no, he's he he would be more like hi. My name's Alan. <laughs> I'm like going think of Franz. You go no, his name's Alan. I'm like well, that's the most boring name for a his masseuse. His name is Alan, and he wears plaid flannel and you know overalls. And I mean, come on, you you know the part of the world I live in. We're we're a little bit we're a little bit street. <laughs> 
We're Wait. looking at history out here. Time. You can't see my hands, folks, but I'm doing the time like they do in, in, in sports. Because you just said you were wearing a flannel. Was he a lumberjack? I'm a lumberjack masseuse. No, he is a massage oh. therapist. Yeah, but you don't come... It, it, uh, 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 uh. I'm, I'm, I'm frozen for words. Okay, here's I don't... the thing. So he, he went to school. He's a really good massage therapist, but okay. here's what I'll tell you. He calls it massage, and he's a massage therapist. <laughs> and... <laughs> Several years ago, I mean, I've I've gone to him for for ten years, and oh, when I first started going to him, he said something about being a misogynist, and I said, "You hate women," and he said, "No, <laughs> massaging," and I said, "No, a misogynist is somebody who hates women." Oh my god! Now, all right, so now I picture He's this one. Guy. He is he is wonderful. I I love him. Big He's tall great. guy with flannel and a thing, and he goes, "I'm gonna give you a massage." Bend over there, Karen. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I I feel terrible because now I feel like I disparaged him, and he's he's oh, a great guy, and he's he's he's, he's, he's guy, right? He's really he is so good at what he does, and of course. So last time I was there, because my problem is I have really, really um, my hips get really tight. I have arthritis in my hips, and they get really painful. Okay. And um, so whenever they get really bad, I'll go in and see him, and I, I seriously will cry on the table because it hurts. I don't like anybody to touch my hips; they hurt that bad. And um, so last time we were talking, and of course, you know, I live in Washington State where where pot is legal. And he's, he pulls out this oil and he says, smell this. And I took a big whiff thinking it was going to be jasmine or something. No, it was freaking pot oil. <laughs> I'm going to rub some hemp on you. <laughs> oh, no, there's no way because I'm not going to walk around smelling like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, because someone, yeah. someone would probably grab you and try to light you. Come here, kids. Yeah, yeah. So, so he gives he gives he gives pot oil massages. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Karen is getting pot oil massages by a name, guy named Alan in a flannel and a lumberjack outfit. No, go. no, flannel shirts with with sweatpants and flip flops. Oh, and flip flops. Okay. I'm yeah, sweat with sweat, right. sweatpants and flip flops. So, hey, Chuck. Yeah. You got some news. I got some news. So, Cheryl. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. Yeah, well, things never make any sense, but that's okay. So I got this. I got this. Uh, this story from uh, somebody named uh, Karen Frazier, um, called "Are Aliens Behind Mysterious Radio Bursts?" Scientists weigh in. Okay, so for the past eight years, astronomers have been scratching their heads over a series of strange radio signals emanating from somewhere in the cosmos. And now the mystery has deepened. A new study shows that so-called fast radio bursts follow a weird specific pattern, a finding that the researchers behind the study say it's very hard to explain. There is something really interesting we need to understand. Study co-author Michael Hipke, a scientist at the Institute for Data and Analysis in Germany, told New Science. This will either be new physics, like a new kind of pulsar, or in the end, if we can exclude everything else, an ET. Aliens signals, really? They said, that might sound far off, but a leading scientist in the search for extraterrestrial life says we shouldn't rule out that possibility. These fast radio bursts could conceivably be wake-up calls from our society trying to prompt a response from an intelligent life that outfitted with radio technology. Dr. Seth 
uh, Shostak, senior astronomer and senior astronomer, I can't even talk anymore, and director of the center <laughs> of SETI research, who was not involved in the study, told the Huffington Post in an email. On the other hand, they could also be perfect, perfect natural astrophysical phenomena. For the research, which was described in March 30th posts on the online research data, uh, and his colleagues analyzed 11 bursts detected since 2007 and the latest of which was captured by the Parkes Radio Telescope. Well, that's cool. May 2014. Scientists look at the specific features called the dispersed measure, which represents the time differential between the detection of a burst's high frequency and its low frequency. Low frequencies travel more slowly through space dust and thus take longer than high frequencies to reach Earth. To their surprise, they found that the dispersed measurement of every pulse was a multiple of the number 187.5. Such an event or such an even spacing is likely not produced by something like a supernova explosion. Uh, all frequencies leave the nova at the same time, and the DM disbursement uh, is measured by dust crossings. As the amount of dust varies, the DM would seem random. So it's not random, it's even. Uh, Hipke says the pulses probably are generated by some as-yet-identified source here on Earth that emits short-frequency radio waves followed by high-frequency ones. Perhaps something as simple as a cell phone base station. If that's not the explanation, it's possible they come from a new, unknown kind of cosmic object in deep space. Or maybe they come from aliens. So what do you think? I thought that was pretty interesting, Karen. I like that. Yeah. Wasn't that a good one? Well, okay. so I, I I don't think we're alone in the universe. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, the SETI project has always really fascinated me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, I have no idea what it is because I'm not a sciencey person. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't discount the possibility that that there are those out there that are, um, you know, and you. The part that was interesting to me was the that it was like 1.78 or something like that. Yeah, 1.87. Right? Yeah, 1.87. So, so I feel like if numbers would be the way to communicate with somebody, if you didn't know um, any other. Like if you didn't know if there was common language or linguistics or things. Mm -hmm. So that part was interesting to me as well. I I thought it was really cool. It was a little tongue tying for me, but I mean, I got through most of it. There were some big words. You did, you did just, you did just fine. I was, I was going to suggest that maybe you need to do more of those, um, more of those vocal exercises that we do before the show. So what are you, what are you saying? I'm, I'm bombing on the news? Is that what you're, you're saying? You're not bombing on the news, no. <laughs> okay. So here's the next one. Man is still nagged by the wife's ghost. Oh, God, help me. Okay. That's the way I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. A nagging wife has returned from the grave to ensure her husband uses fabric conditioner and reprimanded him for wearing his slippers. She recently hissed, stop sniffing at husband Ted Wiseman as he laid in bed. Fond husband Ted, 79, says she always used to complain about my habits in bed. Some people might be upset about nagging by their wife, but it isn't quite, it's quite comforting to me, he says. Ted, a, for, a former lollipop man from Hales Owen West, Minnesota, said, Yvonne was the gaffer, so I'm not surprised she's still bossing me around. Last month, I left the tea towel on the side, and when I turned around, it had been put back in its rightful place all by itself. Ted contacted a medium after the nagging specter moved plates around in an Indian restaurant. During her visit, he received a very stern telling off from his late wife through the clairvoyant demanding he take his slippers off. Since then, Ted claims Yvonne has moved a dirty soap dispenser off the kitchen worktop and even helped him with the laundry. Oh, that would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Yeah, I know. Ted said, I just... 
I had just put a load in the washing machine and had some conditioning on top. When I turned around to grab the powder and start the wash, the conditioner had gone. I checked a drawer and was already in there. So what do you think? I mean, that's kind of nice, huh? Ghost comes along and uh, takes care of laundry. Yeah, I would like a ghost to come do the dishes, vacuum. You know, I've got a lot of I got a lot of stuff. You know, it's interesting though because um, so I had a a very close friend who died who was a um, she was a home ec teacher, okay. and um, she's actually the person who I learned like all my cooking and all of my you know all of my little fifties housewife stuff I do. Yeah, uh-huh, I yeah. learned I learned it all from her and. Um, when she passed, she was here a lot and was like, I would, I would like do my usual, oh, I'll pick that up later. And her voice would pop into my head and say, now, Karen, it's only going to take you a minute. Let's pick that up. And she, she nagged me for, for weeks. So <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I I don't know who would be nagging me. I don't. I mean, well, maybe my grandma. My grandma's always pretty. You know, she's an old Polish lady, so she's pretty uh-huh. good. At, you know, pick up yeah, your socks. Yeah. Up like that, so yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Okay, so the last one I have is is it's unusual. So it's it's woman hit by a yellow taxi now has severe phobia of all things yellow. Okay, so this is kind of interesting. A 51 year old woman who was hit by a yellow hackney taxi and suffered a broken hip also developed a curious fear of all things yellow following the accident. Lorraine Colburn from Oakwood in the UK can't even face a banana. Since the accident, as the yellowness suddenly scares her. I'm sorry, I didn't want to yell after anything. Ms. Colburn spoke to reporters about her new phobia of yellow, explaining how her life has changed. It sounds crazy, I know, but I even I can't even touch a banana unless they're wrapped in cellophane, and I only even and I only even buy the green ones. I can't look at a yellow number plates either. If I have something yellow comes into the corner of my eye when I'm watching TV, I have to switch channels. Well, that's kind of hard because there's lots of stuff yellow. I also gasp or sigh if I see a yellow taxi when I'm out when I'm outside. Well, I can understand that. I'm terrified of them, and I saw a yellow taxi on the street. I would just feel this urge to drive into it. Really? Okay, so since the accident, life has become weird as well as painful, and she has no idea why her newfound phobia comes from. Obviously, I didn't, but it felt like there was something in my brain that needs to be released. It's very difficult, but I try to have yellow flowers in my house to try and cure this fear, she says. Uh, she was struck 10 months ago by a yellow taxi in the center of a, of a crossing road, making matters even worthwhile. She was laying on the ground in agony. The driver took off. I looked up, and the next thing I knew, I was on the road. I didn't feel anything from my waist down. I thought I had broken both my legs. The pain was like nothing I'd ever felt before. It was absolutely agonizing. Uh, the law- her lawyer said, uh, describes his client's ordeal to reporters. This case is a terrible example of life's changing consequences that road traffic collisions can have on their uh, people involved. Not only did Mrs. Colburn need major hip surgery and required adaptions in her home, but she also suffers financial, you know, financial worries due to her unable to work and continues to receive counseling support as she works to come to terms with the psychological effects of the incident and the yellow color. Well, but that makes sense to me because so, she said she looked up. So what if she looked up and all she had time to process was the color yellow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if there was some kind of even minimal brain injury that occurred at the same time, I mean, it, it could be very, it, to me, it seems ex- easily explainable in that, I mean, I, I can understand how she, how it might happen. Well, I, I mean, I've never, I mean, I, I kind of get it, but I've never heard of it. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of get it, but I've never heard of that happening before but it's like for me it's like i don't understand okay so she goes i i just go out and buy green bananas well they're gonna ripen turn yellow 
I mean, you know that's coming, right? Yellow. Now, how do you eat them? Because you can't eat them when they're green. You know, you have to eat well, them when Jim eats them also. when no, Jim eats them when they're green. What you eat green bananas? Yeah, Jim Isn't likes like, Jim likes them green. But aren't they like hard as a rock? When because I mean, it's not my problem. Yellow. I don't eat them when I, when they're. I don't eat bananas <laughs> at all. So. <laughs> So my probably eats green bananas. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, um, so, yeah, I don't know with the yellow. I mean, especially like, as you said, I'm watching TV. All right. Uh, basically, everything on TV, there's going to be yellow at some point. So, I mean, how can you how can you do that? I mean, you're outside, you're driving. Well, I don't know you crack you, open uh, an egg. <laughs> yeah. Ah, 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 it starts screaming, run out of the kitchen, and the egg starts on fire. Look up in the sky but, at the sunshine. <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. you're driving and then the light turns yellow and you have to stop and you freak out and slam on the gas. I, 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 I can't I imagine it's quite that. I that. I mean, I think it's probably more like um, close proximity. Like she doesn't like to have it in her house. Things like that. You think? But, and maybe I don't know. I'm not her. Well, she, no, because she said. Remember, she said, "Oh well, whenever I see a taxi." Well, I understand the taxi thing because that's the one that hit you. So I would be freaking out, too, if a, a truck hit me. Every time I see a truck, I'd probably be freaked out because I know that when I – I mean, I can put this in perspective. I, I, one time I was driving, and as the light turned yellow, I was going through. You know, I was already moving, so uh, – and some lady decided she was going to turn, so she side-smacks me and knocks me out. Um, I'm, I'm there. My car's all smooshed, and, you know, so, yeah, now I have this – I have this phobia, like if someone gets like they're going towards a yellow light, it's like stop, 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 stop. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got rear-ended when I was in my twenties. Uh, some drunk lady was going forty-five miles an hour, and I was stopped at a light, and she smashed into the back of me. And when I sit at lights now, I actually watch um, behind me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do that. Yeah, and I never got. Oh, I've gotten hit by behind a couple times. You know, like w- when you're sitting there. Like once I was, uh, I worked for uh, an automotive place, and I was sitting at the light in there, like the pickup. You know, and some guy with an F one F three fifty and like a trailer and everything just hits me at the stoplight, pushes me across the street, hundred feet down the road. I woke up going, "What the hell just happened?" So yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know that feeling. Like, and you yeah. see someone. And these people, sometimes they go really fast before they stop. And I'm like, yeah, 20 something years later, I'm still paranoid at, at red lights mm-hmm. when I'm stopped. I'm always looking in the rearview mirror. So yeah. yeah. Hey, we actually have a question in chat. Somebody finds us interesting for a change. Oh, okay. I know. The question is, how does one know if they're being contacted by an evil spirit or just a spirit who wants to communicate? Uh, do you want to take it or you want me to? No, you go ahead. You go ahead. You saw the question. So go ahead. No, Cheryl did. I was just oh, sorry. Doing I was doing what Cheryl told me to. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I know um, she's a slave driver. So, so I think that um, if you're actually concerned that it's an evil spirit, that um, I'm assuming you mean like a demon or something like that. That's a that's a clergy issue. That's a religious issue. It's not a paranormal issue. Um, I think that there are, I, I, and I can't answer par, uh, non-paranormal questions because I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I don't really know a lot about demons and I don't mm. want to. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, you know, typically you, it's a spirit trying to talk to you. And even if they seem aggressive or hostile or physically kind of pushy, things like that, this is, I say this all the time. If you're an asshole when you're alive, you're probably an asshole when you're dead, too. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. It just means that, um, you know, sure. it's, it's yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a person trying to 
communicate. And right. sometimes they can't communicate. They could be doing jumping jacks in front of you and you wouldn't notice it. And so they have right. to do things to get your attention and that can seem aggressive sometimes. Yeah, well, because you can't, it's hard to put intention into what a spirit's doing, you know? Yeah. If that's, that's, that's so tricky to do because you don't know. You can't see them. You don't, you don't have all the facts. So, I mean, like when people go, oh my God, I got scratched and it's evil and whatever. It's like, well, they could have been trying to get your attention, not knowing, you know, and they're, they're pushing their energy out towards you and they push enough out where, oh, all of a sudden you got scratched or, oh, I got burned or whatever. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that that's evil, or whatever. They're like, they were just trying so hard and, mm-hmm. You know, whatever you know that that happens. So I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's really hard to you know to do that. So I agree. Yeah. So um, big weekend coming up. Gordon um, conference this weekend. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna put that sign up. Hello, Chucky G. That's right. I'm gonna get people to take pictures with a sign that says "Hi, Chucky G," so that I can text them to you <laughs> through all throughout the conference. That'll be awesome. We'll be like, "Oh, look at another one. Oh, look at another one. Yeah, that'll be good. I like that. I like that idea. I want you to so, feel like you're there." Well, thanks. So, who's going to be there? I mean, who who's um, of, of of the just crew me. that you know? Just just, just you. Okay. Well, my whole team is going to be there. Well, that's um, not just you then. That's a whole team. Uh, Michael White, who's hanging out in the chat room, is going to be there. He and I are on an author's panel on Friday night together, and I think Michael mm-hmm. might be speaking too. I but I I, I don't know for sure. Um, a lot of people who have been on the show will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Verberg will be there. Uh, uh, ben Robinson uh. will be there. You know, just all of all of the the. Southwestern the no- Washington, Northwestern Oregon, paranormal peeps. Dudes, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'll be I'll be moving this weekend, moving my stuff to a new digs, and you know, starting out fresh, starting out for moving forward. Into You're gonna get life. that new life smell. Oh, they have that. I know they have like a new, new car, car smell. smell. That's right. It's yeah. gonna be new life smell. <laughs> I know they have that. Be like. Oh, that's a new life, folks. That's right what there. that smells mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds that sounds like you guys you guys are going to have fun there at the conference, though. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking on Saturday. Patty and I are. We're talking about the museum and the book, and um, yeah, I don't remember what time, but I think it's like at one o'clock. <laughs> Do they have like they have a pretty good turnout for these? I've never been yeah, to like a, I have never been to a conference or anything. So they, they do the the one in um and it's in Oregon City, Oregon, mm-hmm. and um, they do a really nice job. And yeah, there's usually a really good turnout. I can tell because usually by the end of the weekend, after being around all those people for the whole weekend, I am so exhausted that I have to yeah, like, <laughs> crash. Yeah, yeah, I've never I've never been to like I've never gone to like a paranormal conference ever. It's, which is weird because you'd think I'm interested. But, you know, most of them are – see, what I had a problem with is most of them, except for – I think there's, like, one in Chicago or so. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably little ones, but I don't know about them. But most of them are, like, down south or in that area, yeah. so I, I, I don't travel. Well, much. there's one here, so you should come to the Pacific Northwest and, you know, you'd be conferencing. I'll be conferencing. I say that's a Chucky e. G guy from the radio. He's cool. That's right. <laughs> You'll say, hi, I'm Chuck Goski, and they'll say, who? Yeah, and then I'll go, G-G. Yeah, I'll have to uh, go to my radio voice and go, it's me, Chucky G. They're like, oh, I know oh, you. Yeah. Nobody actually knows who I am. So, <laughs> What do you mean? People are not, come on. No, you're well not known. Really. No, not really. You're, you're a famous celebrity. Yeah. You got, you got your <laughs> books. Really. You got what? What did you say? Yeah, I said not really. Yeah, I've got my, <laughs> I've got, I've got my three books. Yeah, you got three. Oh, come on, I have no books. The so three books—that's awesome. And then you got, and then you have like all these cookbooks because you write that stuff too. I know it's not paranormal, but it's still cool. And then you do the radio show. And you got, mm-hmm. come on, Karen. And I was show. on TV. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, that freaked me out when I was like watching. What was it? That I was watching. Sounds um, really familiar. 
I'm like, what that voice sounds from? And also, I'm like, I'm laying there in bed looking. I'm like, that's Karen on TV. This is so cool. That was awesome. That had to do with Wellington, I believe. Correct? Yeah, it was Mystery at the Museum. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was pretty awesome. So. It was pretty cool. Yes, it is. So, uh, well, uh, yeah, sure. Let's do a break, and then we'll, we'll come back, and we'll talk to Mr. Mustachio. That's pretty much people are here to listen to him anyway. So Yeah, they don't, they don't want to hear us talking. Blah, anymore. blah, 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 enough. So, uh, yeah, so you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark here on the Hazy Radio Network, and we will be right back. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where paranormal straight talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. everyone, it's me, Chucky e. Key, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. I'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky e. G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on HazyRadio.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Babies, you got to just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. you got to know. you got to get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. 
Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Take one last look before they pull the hood over your head and cross your heart before the devil knows that you're dead. Did you really think that you have the wild to hide your deceit with that smile? And they get no traitors hands on from the gallows there at the
this is Brian Larkin. You are listening to Chucky e. G and Karen Frazier, a paranormal underground radio in the dark on the Hey Z Radio Network. The hostesses with the most ghostesses. Yeah. Hey Z Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are in- independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hello, you're back with Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Fraser and me, Chucky G. The song you were just listening to, by the way, on the Hazy Radio Network is Mars Would Fall. The name of the song is Restitution. Now, before we get to our guests, I want to bring up bumpers. We need more bumpers for the show. So I'm asking all the people in chat, and then you can ask your grandma, you can ask, you can have the dog bark, bark it out, whatever. We need some bumpers for the show. Like, like the one Bree just did. Yeah, you yeah. just buck it out. That's fine. That's good. Whatever, you know. So, yes, we're yeah. going to do that. Um, we need more bumpers. So, MP3 them really quick. Just like, you know, whatever you want to say about Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with uh, me and Karen Frazier on the Hazy nice. Radio Network. Yeah, be nice, of course. Don't make it all dirty and stuff. And then send it in uh, to, you know, Cheryl or Karen or whatever, and we'll uh, we'll play it on the we'll play it on the air. So, and now we're going to move. Editor at ParanormalUnderground.net. Oh, there you go. That, that's that? a little more specific. Re- repeat that again. Editor at paranormalunderground.net. You say that so lovely, by the way. Yeah, okay, so, um, so we're going to bring on our guest now. He's the Greenhorn from Ghost Mine. He's also a paranormal investigator and a good friend of ours, and he has a really cool mustache. The lovely <laughs> Jay Verberg. Hi, Jay. How are you doing, guys? I'm Hello, lovely good. Jay. Lovely Jay. You know what? One of these days, I almost want to shave the mustache just to watch everybody freak out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> how, long have, how long have you had that thing? I've had the mustache probably for about four years now. Okay. Um, in fact, what's funny is before I even found out I was uh, going to go work as a miner, I was actually growing it out. And then uh, it just kind of fit, uh, fit what I was doing, so I figured I'd better keep it. And then, of course, once they get you on camera, you can't change anything. Right. So, uh, so I was stuck with it. But that's okay. I was kind of an ugly-looking guy anyway, so the mustache helps. I think the mustache suits you just fine. You know, it gives you that whole uh, – oh. it gives you the look. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you were a greenhorn miner. Now, would you would you say that you have moved beyond greenhorn paranormal investigator yet? Uh, you know what? I don't know. if I, We're all kind of greenhorns at this point. I think so. We, um, yeah. And it's uh, every time I think I've got something figured out, uh, of course, I realize someone else has already come up with a theory about something I was kind of working on. So I kind of go, oh, I wasn't original. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and not only that, but every time we think we know what's going on, uh, I'm sure we have no idea. So, you know, I always talk about one of these days we're all going to die and we're going to meet up and we're going to go, man, did we screw that up? <laughs> That big yeah. paranormal conference in the sky, huh? Exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna sit down and go, man. We have to have we have to have another round table because we don't know what the hell we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, how can we get back to the living room and see what we can screw with there? Mm-hmm. So, have you have you uh, now that you're in the field more and doing these uh, uh-huh. conferences and stuff like that? You got anything you know cool you want to share? I mean, some some new experiences and stuff that maybe uh, threw you off a little bit that you uh, want to you know. Oh gosh, you know what? I've got a I've got a, a few that were pretty um, uh, pretty cool. In fact, if you're going to try and put me right before the conference thing, and then no one's going to go to the conference. They're going to say, "Oh, I heard it all on the show," so we won't hear talk. <laughs> but uh, the um, one I actually um, 
I'm not going to go into too much uh, depth at the conference. Um, actually took place out in uh, Santa Quin, Utah, mm-hmm. and I was out there with uh, Tyler and his group, and um, uh, Tyler will also be speaking at the Oregon Ghost Conference. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I truly believe that that was the first investigation where I had something um, basically respond to my questioning uh, by making a noise. Uh, it was probably the weirdest level of K2 activity I've ever seen. And I don't trust any of these devices half the time because we're dealing with, with energy frequencies that we all don't understand and we're kind of hoping uh, that we're fine-tuning into uh, a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were just so many weird anomalies and things that happened that night. Uh, that was probably the biggest uh, investigation where I felt like I walked away going, okay, something was weird there. Not sure what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because I know you... Of course, that was in, that was in Santa Cruz, Utah, and that was at uh, uh, a location. And now here's the funny part. I've been to some of the weirdest locations all over Washington, Idaho, Oregon, California, Arizona, Utah. Mm-hmm. I, I've been to the weirdest, historical, scariest-looking buildings. And when I showed up, this was Leslie's Family Tree Diner in Santa Cruz, Utah. And I walked up to this diner, and I went, really, this place is haunted? Oh, my gosh. And, of course, that's where I get my most activity, too. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel that, I mean, because I remember when I talked to you on uh, In the Dark Radio, uh, you uh-huh. just were you were starting out, and you were like, "Well, some of this it doesn't, it, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm interested in it, and it's, it, uh, but I, I'm not finding that the findings are 100 percent. Like, you know, I'm not really totally saying, okay, this is paranormal all the way yet. Do you feel you've moved past, like, like you're just talking now with the intelligence of that and everything? Do you feel more confident uh, in the fact that we we are sometimes really dealing with intelligent beings of some sort? You know what? No, and that's the funny thing. Is so I'll have a, a couple odd experiences and where I feel like something has responded, but I still probably my biggest, as far as the paranormal research goes, that is the one thing I truly um, uh, am hoping to um, learn more is truly understanding if what we are dealing with is uh, uh, or does, in fact, have a, um, a conscious ability to communicate. Uh, I very much believe one of the theories that I always kind of go around is, um, uh, you know, everything's energy, we're all energy. Uh, mm-hmm. As we pass through life, we're leaving an imprint, almost like a, a bike tread in, mm-hmm. in sand or mud. And we as investigators are coming into this area, and uh, some people who do have uh, uh, abilities and gifts and things like that are almost like uh, forensic um detectives they can walk in and they can read that energy and pick up details on things that were left behind but are we truly in fact dealing with uh, with the consciousness Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure like i said even when i have an experience i'm still fighting it because one of the things i often like uh to reference is the idea that you know we go in asking you know is there anybody here what is your name are you a man or a woman these are oftentimes questions that if you think about it in life you are asked countless times what is your name so mm-hmm. is it more of a triggered response uh, mm-hmm. energy response giving us that feedback rather than a conscious uh, communication mm-hmm. well yeah and I, I understand that because when i go into investigations i don't i mean we'll, we'll put out the, the standard i call them the standard questions first but then i like to get into 
way off base. Like I like to hit into where the location we're at and the history behind it and get into yeah. the specifics of that area. Cause then when I'm getting responses back, like when I call a ghost a poop and then he calls me a poop back, I mean, I mean, yeah, how am I supposed then you to... gotta wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like, you know, when I walk away and I hear my guys laughing or like, he just called you a poop back. I'm like, all right, well then, I mean, how do you explain that? You know, I mean, there's gotta be yeah. some intelligence behind it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But do you, do you not get that? Like when you're, when you're doing investigations, I mean, as far as uh, audio responses and stuff, do you, do you not get that where you feel, I mean, besides the, the, the standard, like you're saying, do you ever go off base just to see if, you know, if you're uh, getting you know something, what, uh, the interesting thing is, and I, I find that I, I try to be very analytical with uh, research. So oftentimes if there is something going on, I'll even try and, uh, I'll talk myself myself out of the possibility that it could be paranormal. Um, uh, in fact, I'm kind of hesitant to bring up specific locations, but there was a hotel in Oregon that I stayed at, and I remember specifically in the middle of the day sitting in bed watching the doorknob wiggle. I was just reading, and I thought somebody was on the outside of the door screwing with me, and then all of a sudden the doorknob jiggled again, and the door still held them. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I tried to debunk it. I messed with the door and, you know, tried the, uh, the vacuum uh, in the room, everything, but the door would always swing the opposite direction of how it opened. It would always mm -hmm. shut. So I don't know how to explain that either. Um, so what, but I'm why do you, still very against saying, yes, that was a paranormal experience. But why, well, why is that though? I mean, when you, when you see something like that, there is no other explanation. It's not to say that it's a, a, a ghost or a spirit or whatever, but it's definitely in the realm of the paranormal, which is just something that's out of the norm. I mean, doors don't swing exactly. open themselves, you know. So, yeah. I mean, do you... Well, the problem is when you when we use the word paranormal, so many people have the label of that specifically focusing on um, ghosts or spirits mm -hmm. or entities, mm -hmm. uh, right. and even branching out into Bigfoot and aliens and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I defy that. It wasn't normal. I can't explain it. I tried to debunk it, um, but I can't. There's always this little splinter in my mind that's saying, well, maybe something happened completely on the opposite side of the hotel that caused a weird air pressure change that caused that to happen. Mm -hmm. no I've actually, I've actually seen you do that. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> kind of, that's, it's just the way your mind works, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And of course, when you when you get psychics and mediums and those people involved, then I have an even more difficult time because there's nothing for me to debunk. I'm going based solely upon you know someone's word, and there's a lot of trust and faith that goes in with that. It's difficult to overcome sometimes. Well, I appreciate that you've never pointed at me and screamed liar when I've been saying things like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, who am I to say you're lying? You know, I don't have any answers. Uh, yeah. Who am I to tell you you're wrong or anybody's wrong? In fact. William Becker was the one who really uh, taught me if five people walk into a room and all feel something completely different, who's to say all those five people, any one of those people are wrong? Who could be yeah. picking up on five completely different things? Yeah. And then, and then, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking you're all a bunch of weird liars. <laughs> well, but let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about when you were here that Thursday when, when Tom left. Because Absolutely. you because you actually had some things that were kind of intuitive hits. And I kept telling you, well, just let yourself experience it and then think about it later. And we haven't yeah. talked about it since then. So I'm sure you thought about it later. Yeah, I did think about it a little bit later. I still, again, there's that one in my mind that's trying to convince me otherwise. 
Yeah. But, uh, and for those listening that don't know, there was uh, the entity which had requested to to move on, and um, uh, I don't know how much of the whole detail you want to go into it, but it had requested me being there as I was related to him in the past. Um, first of all, that was weird for me going, how is this guy in Washington related to me? I don't get the whole past life um, scenarios. I understand the possibilities. Um, but... I went there, and it, it was actually a very brief um, little ceremony that was um, uh, conducted for this uh, individual to move on. Uh, but when it was done, I felt sad, and it was sadness in the sense of I miss him, but I didn't know him. I, I didn't have any physical encounters with him. I didn't have any recordings of him. Uh, it was just kind of odd, but uh, and who knows that might have made my you know my mental game going. But what was truly, truly fascinating was the history that was done on that location that found that gentleman's name, um, and found out he did have a brother, Jason, which is my name, um, and he had the specific year that was given. But he said he was he died, but that turns out that that person with that name that was the year he was actually born. Well, no, he gave us a specific date. He gave us, actually, he said it was a specific date of his death, and it turned out it was the date of his birth that we found in the research. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and that is so fascinating. Could it all be coincidental? Yeah, absolutely, but there were so many little key instances. Uh, And and what was the last name on on that gentleman? Oh God! I knew you were going to ask me that. It was like it. I think it was like Atwell or Atwood. It was A T T something. Um, and it was A T T W something. It was like Atwell or Atwood or I don't know. Patty would be able to tell. Yeah, but it wasn't like a you know Bob Smith, and you can find it. You know how many Bob Smiths who were born or died in a specific year? It was Tom Atwell or or whatever it might have been, and all these coincidences uh, lined up very interestingly. I was and the very Hudson Bay Company. Yeah, the he he told us that he worked for the Hudson Bay Company, and he did. The yeah. the guy we found worked for the Hudson Bay Company. He was a trapper. Yeah, which is exactly what he told us. Yeah. See, well, that's the thing that I have. A, too weird. It was. You know, it was see, interesting. And it was interesting watching. It was interesting watching you, Jay, sort of trying to wrap your head around it because I, I knew you were I just trying to you're you're trying to logic it in the hardest you know in the the best way possible. And and I don't know. I, that's why I was curious as if you ever had gotten gotten the logic of it. Well, it, it's it's odd because you know my my um, I'm a web developer um, uh, dealing with uh, web development and web programming and servers. Um, you look for an analytical way for things to happen. Uh, in programming, you're trying to build uh, something. You expect a specific response. Everything is supposed to work a specific way. Right. And when it doesn't happen that way, my mind Im- just immediately starts looking for a path of um, understanding. And it, just, it doesn't come with paranormal investigating. Yeah. Patty says Atwell. She texted me. So Atwell, okay. Yeah, Atwell. Hey, Patty. well the like when you're talking about you know you always have that sliver of that holds you back from you know like from believing totally or you know going Mm -hmm. to to, to the other side just like when you're just talking about all these different things like falling in line like bam 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 you know i mean to me i I mean i'm not a coincidence kind of person i mean i could see maybe one thing maybe uh but when you start getting multiples I mean, you really have to, even as a logical thinker, because I'm a pretty logical thinker, you have to start going, 
there's more to this than that. There's just no way they can all layer like that and just be coincidence. I mean, you know, if that was, if, if that were so, I'd be playing the lottery all the time. But um, yeah. So that sliver that you have is it because is it because if if you if you take that sliver away, then you're going against what you've been taught to believe, or you know what I mean? Is it like I don't know if it's necessarily going against what I believe. I think it goes against what is our responsibility as investigators. Uh, mm-hmm. We all have a responsibility to be as thorough um, at investigating and questioning and answering. And I think I do. I, I try and maintain that responsibility so well that it sometimes interferes with the possibility to see mm-hmm. something more. Yeah. Um, you know, good and bad. Uh, uh, there's pluses and minuses on, on both sides of it. But it's. I think it's important for every investigator to have that um mm-hmm. you know that little bit of doubt that little bit of questioning um or a lot of that questioning it's yeah. a very important part and there's also that that responsibility i don't want to find myself getting overtaken by my own imagination or mm-hmm. possibility to disregard all scientific possibilities as well right yeah and i, and I agree because i mean you, you got to keep Part of that, because that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you looking to 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 put the pieces together more and understand that. But at the same time, I also feel that you you gotta sometimes look at that other side because you know, like when it, when it says scientific and stuff like that, to me, it's like okay, well, we don't scientifically understand any of this, so it's kind of yeah. hard to put that. It's hard to put that category that stamp on something that you can't really from the ground up. You can't really say well the scientifically it should be like this because there is no basis for that so i think oh, yeah. I, I, I agree that part of it has to be what you're saying but i think at some point you have to at least go to the possibility that okay this was definitely out of the norm so let's mark it down as out of the norm and then let's get repetition and data to see if how it's occurring and why it's occurring and then maybe you can say well look this is occurring and it's something that nobody can explain as of, as of date so you know, let's, let's oh, yeah. the label something. You know, what's so funny though, Chuck, is that um, where you are now is so different than where you were like six months ago. And you kind of came to this point where you're saying what you're saying to Jay right now, kicking and screaming. I feel like in some ways because you didn't want to give up that that no, part either. I, no, it was my sliver. And and me too. <laughs> and and I and I had and I had the sliver too. And of course, um, you guys both though, because you guys both know me. I've gone. I've gone completely over the other side. I mean, I've gone so far over the edge that that I have to rely on people like you <laughs> to do all that because because I, my job, as far as I'm concerned, is I go in there and my job is to communicate with the spirits, to facilitate what they need, and to to help counsel the homeowners or the business people or whatever, and facilitate what they need. But we need, uh, you know, we've got Patty and and other people on our team who do all the other stuff. You can't you can't have a whole team of people like me. And you mm-hmm. can't have a whole yeah. team of people like you. You need you need a balance, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, I, 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 absolutely correct. Yeah, I agree. Also, because I I know what you're saying because yeah, I was exactly like Jay, where I just wouldn't go to that. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. go there until just there was just certain things that were just like I there's there is no explanation for it. You can't put science science to that. There's just no way. Um, yeah. but yeah, I would go there I'm, until Wellington. So yeah, I mean, I'm Wellington I'm seeing it. I'm ex- yeah, I'm experiencing. I'm seeing it. It's happening. Um, I'm not. I'm not a crazy person. So, 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, all right, maybe a little bit, but you know, uh, at that point, you have to, you have to at least sometimes say, okay, I'm willing to, to go there and say, well, you know, th- this piece just, it, it, even though I can't explain it, I can, I can say that it's just not within the, the realms of any explanation I can honestly give Earthbound here right now. So, you know, so yeah. Um, well, and actually, what's what's really fascinating out of all the investigations I've done, out of all the experiments I've done, um, uh, working with with Michael White uh, with PRI, um, those are very scientific experiments that he's conducted that I've been a part of. Out of everything I have done and seen and experienced, I believe I've gotten more correct answers uh, through. Uh, medium psychics, whatever you want to call them, more mm-hmm. positive results from that than I have with any piece of scientific equipment being used. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to, you look at uh, some of the remote viewers they've had in on some of these experiments. I cannot mm-hmm. believe the level of ac- accuracy some of these remote viewers can provide. And that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and, I, and I've done it myself. It's like my friend, friend Nancy. I'll say, you just do this for the homeowner. I'm like, all right, fine. So this is ha- this happened like a month ago. She goes, just look at the house and see if you can do it. So I said, fine. So I went ahead and did it. I'm thinking, I'm just gonna be way the heck off. So I called the lady and she's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, all right. So I said, here's your bathroom. Here's your stairway. Here's this. Here's that. Blah blah blah. blah. And she goes, she just described my house to a T on every level. And then I said, well, then I also picked up that there were some uh, issues with your children and some creepy thing in the mirror, and it's not your new house but your old house because they had just moved. She says, well, that's crazy because I've never told anybody. But, yes, both my children had had experiences with a entity or something they had saw in the mirror, and, and it, it scared them in the old house uh, before they had, they had moved on. So, I mean, and I'm sitting there going, it's Whoa. me. I'm like, how, how, how is that possible? But, you know, it's like when people say, uh, a scientific equipment, uh, you can't use that because, or the equipment you're using, you can't use that because, uh, there's no way that, uh, it, there's no way it can possibly pick up a ghost because we don't know what ghosts are. I'm like, well, if we don't know what ghosts are, then how do we know that it can't pick up something? I don't understand yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't understand that process. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You're, you're officially a, a freak now, Chuck. <laughs> I'm a freak. And I just have to get a cool mustache like yours. You just need to come on over to the dark side, Jay. I mean, I know that, I know, I know that I know. you, I know that there's a part of you that wants to. Yes, I can does. see oh, that in you. I can hear it. I can hear it in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary thing, dude, to jump, the jump. I call it jumping the shark, you know, like on TV. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thing yeah. to do that. But at the same time, even though I have, I still go back to the other side and, yeah, me and, too. and I try to and yeah. I try to be all logical and then I'm like, and just I can't explain that. I just have the door open by itself. What the heck how, how's the door open by itself? You know what I mean? So Yeah. 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 I'm the same way. It's it's okay, you know. Sometimes it's okay to suspend that. It's like it's like I was I was telling you is that you let yourself experience it in the moment, and then you can analyze the hell out of it later. Because if you're trying to analyze it as it's happening, you're denying yourself the experience or the full the full experience. That's my yeah. Point. Well yeah. said, and it, it's well a said. challenge too because when it's there in the moment, you want to analyze it while you've got it. 
So I, I used uh, to. I've stopped. I've stopped doing that, and I actually let myself have the experience in the moment. But it took me a long time. I mean, I was doing this for quite a while, and then you know, I really until I wrote my second book, I was still kind of doing the ah, you know, I'm not so sure about all of this. And when I wrote my second book, it was like, well, I'm out of the closet now. I'm a woo woo freak. It's okay. Yeah, you're an official freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did they call us woo woo freaks? I didn't know there was there a term. We are that's what, that's what I call me. I'm a woo woo freak. I'm the, that's what I whenever I because I'm the one who calls the clients whenever they they get in touch with us. And one of the first things I always tell them is, "Look, I'm the touchy feely one on the team." <laughs> <laughs> oh so, gosh. So so how do you how how do you you know like you're in the so you're in the field and you're you're doing this and you have that mindset. So. Do you think there'll ever be a time where you just go, all right, all right, I, I'm I'm setting this down. I just have, I have no idea how that just happened. You know, I mean, do you think you'll ever have that moment, or you do you do you do you want to have that moment? I guess you know. I mean, is this something you you know? I, I, absolutely, I want to have that moment, but I feel like without some sort of um, uh, recording equipment. Um, then I just become one of you freaks who has a story, and I've got nothing. I've got nothing to substantiate the finding. In fact, that is truly where I want. I want to have the experience and record it somehow. In fact, to be totally honest with you, I want that so that I can stop convincing myself that I didn't have an experience yeah. by having something to back it up to say, "Yep, see, you had it." No, but though, Jay, years, years later after experiences I've had at the museum and Wellington and all of these places I've been over the years that I've had these experiences, I still yeah. occasionally will be like, no, that didn't happen. Come on. You know, that wasn't real. Yeah. Because it just, it yeah. just, just, because you're not, you're not raised in that belief system, particularly, you know, that, that supernatural is a cool thing that you go see in the movie theater or read about in books. It's not something real. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we're Do you think we're getting farther in the field? Do you think that we're making progress? Um, you know what? That's an interesting question. Are we making progress? Yes, I think we're always making progress. As long as people are still investigating, we're always making progress. Um, but I do believe that uh, in the end, um, like I said, we're all going to find out uh, eventually someday that the progress we thought we were making might be completely different than what's really going on. True. Um, I, yeah, and, and I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but you never know. Uh, you know I somebody asked me once, so, so you don't think we'll ever find an answer? And I said, no, we're not going to find an answer. And I said, if you, and he said, well, why are we doing this? And I said, okay, if I came up to you right now and I gave you the answer, first of all, would you believe it's the answer, number one? Um, and number two, do you really want the answer? Uh, everything we were doing, everything we were researching, every, all the answers we're looking for, um, if we all were just given an answer, boy, there goes all the excitement and how many millions of people's mm-hmm. lives of continuing to look further than beyond ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. for a lot of people, it's the quest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. the adventure. So uh, have you... Have you gone to any really interesting places? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I've gone to a, a whole bunch of very cool, fascinating places, a lot of abandoned, um, uh, you know, off the beaten path, abandoned uh, farms and homesteads in the middle of, of nowhere out in Oregon. 
um, California, gone down all through Redding and, and explored a bunch of old mining districts. Uh, Utah, wandering around through Santa Quinn. That was uh, very cool, learning a lot of the history. That's the big game for me um, with all of these investigations and locations I go to is the history I can gain from it. Um, Virginia City, that was uh, one of my favorite spots going to. Uh, Tombstone, Arizona was probably one of my uh, all-time favorite finds, uh, only because uh, I kind of spread out around Tombstone and found a couple locations with a friend out there that were not uh, your common, uh, you know, like the birdcage or the OK Corral or anything yeah. like that. We went to locations that were in the middle of the desert, out in nowhere, um, abandoned cemeteries, um, and un- uncovered some really cool history. In fact, that's one of the big things I want to talk about at the Oregon Ghost Conference is one of those locations I found and the huge history around it that basically made the town of Tombstone, made the town of Contention, and uh, the man responsible for all those is actually buried here in Oregon. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I don't want to give too much away, damn it, because uh, then I don't have anything to talk about. Darn it, because I'm not going to be at that conference. <laughs> I know, I know. So remind me, Jay, when I see you, that we need to have you hold up a sign that says, Hi, Chuck, so that, because he's, I have to, I have to text pictures to him so that he okay, feels like he's, so he feels like he's fact, there. And so if you want to, uh, one of these days after the conference, uh, I'll come back on and give you the whole history that I found there you uh, go. on this uh, special location, because it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Ooh, look at this. A good question by Jojo question and, here. Question in chat. Go for it. This is, Uh-oh. has your, uh, uh, has my guy. Jay, have you ever experienced Tommyknockers in the mines that you visited? Oh, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. And uh, the whole topic of Tommyknockers is a tough one anyway. Um, I kind of went into this thing not knowing all the urban legends and, and the myths and things like that. So to me, uh, when I first heard about Tommyknockers, I was like, Okay, is that your sixth sense telling you that? Is there really something going on? But I went uh, into a mine in California with some friends. Uh, it was really hard to find. We had to hike down this hill. We went into this mine. Uh, don't worry, I had my hard hat and my lights and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but I was actually recording when we went back in there. Um, to be honest with you, when you get into a lot of these drier mines, um, well, the ghost mine, for example, uh, the crescent up there, it's wet. Everything's dripping. There's noises. Uh, it does look a little flowing. drippy, yeah. Yeah, so there's always some little noises going on. But when you go into a really dry mine, there's almost no sound whatsoever. So for years I had thought, uh, well, for years, that's only been three years that uh, I started mining. <laughs> but okay, um, right. <laughs> uh, I had always assumed that, they reference Tommy knockers as a way of saying, if you hear an odd noise, that means you got to look out. Something possibly could be happening that could, you know, kill you. Um, and to put a name on it, they called it Tommy knockers. And of course there's the whole myth and, and the history behind all that. But it's really weird because I went into a mine in California, with my friends, and I had my little GoPro and we're recording or walking around. And there was this, um, uh, rays that had been, which is basically when you start drilling up. And this rays went way up in the darkness and there was a rope coming down. So obviously some kids had been in there or something and had strung up a rope and were exploring this mine. Well, as we're filming this, um, I'm talking and I said, you know, what I really want to do is go up there because that looks freaky. And all of a sudden I said, shh, everybody quiet. And everybody was silent for 
a few seconds, and I said, did anybody hear that? And he said, no. And I said, oh, weird, I thought I heard a voice. So we took that video, uh, or um, my friend took that video and posted it on YouTube. All of a sudden, everybody started commenting, I hear it, I can hear the voice. And we all go back and listen to it now, and sure enough, right when I say what I really want to do is go up there because it looks freaky, it sounds like um, a, a, a woman or a child saying it's not. And I can't explain what it might have been. Um, I don't know if it was uh, – I always reference it could be a mouth fart for all I know. Um, <laughs> but no one else no one else heard it in there, but I did hear it, and we have it on audio now too. Uh-huh. So that is the only thing I could possibly think is any sign of a potential Tommy knocker. But I, I really do consider Tommy knockers to be more of a listen to your environment, listen for dangers, um, and, and people just trying to say, boy, that was a close call. Somebody's looking out for you. Something does bad happen. Mm-hmm. So I guess well, that's I find a long, drawn out answer, too. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> I think like... I've heard of Tommy knocker, but I'm not saying they're not there. <laughs> I just like the explanation of the mouse fart. That's the cool part for me. <laughs> Because I, I don't really fart, know what a mouse so. sounds like when he farts. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's entirely Well, possible. what I have to do now is I have to get a bunch of recording equipment and a bunch of mice and take them into a mine and record them. <laughs> and see think if a bunch of mice. Like that. Yeah, give them some I baked beans. Okay, mice, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's beans? You think that the beans are what are going to make the mice fart? Yeah. Gonna go, okay. You have know, some bacon. I don't know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And the show has taken a turn. Da, da, da. Oh, it always does. It, all, it always does. We we never actually make it through any without That's a sign of a good show, though. You don't want it to do analytical show, and you don't want to textbook, uh, you know, interviews. You want to have it take off on a tangent or two. <laughs> and anything, and, and farts are always good talk. I'm telling you. Cheers, everybody. Farts are funny. Uh. That's right. <laughs> Especially mouse farts, evidently, because they sound like people talking. I miss being underground. I miss working in the mine. Really? Um, for for um for a career that is completely different than what I had set out in life to do, um, I'm amazed at how much I enjoyed it. Um and I miss it. So anytime I can get back into a mine I'm usually out creeping in one, um, trying to be as safe as I can and miss when nobody else is getting in trouble but but oh yeah, I must be on the ground. That's interesting, because to me that would be creepy, you know, like I don't know, you know, kind of claustrophobic for me, you know, to be uh, down in, underneath the earth and all, you know. But uh, I don't Plus, know. it looks well, like it's, it looks like really hard work too, Jay. <laughs> oh yeah. God, it was the hardest work I've ever done. Yeah. Oh, that that yeah, jackhammer thing, that whatever that jackhammer oh, thing, yeah. Lord. The uh, <laughs> the uh, jack leg is. Uh, uh, an incredibly heavy piece of machinery that uh, will kick your ass. If you don't know how to do it, uh, in fact, what's funny is uh, Jamal and I, the guys with being the Greenhorns, we had to lug the drills in and out of the mine whenever they were blasting and it was time to work. And when we first started working, you don't know how to pick this thing up. It's like 150 pounds. It's got this giant hydraulic leg on it that wants to open up on you. And they'll say, hey, Jay, take that back there. And you'll say, oh, yeah, no problem, boss and you'll grab it, and you'll look tough walking into the mine, and as soon as you get around the corner, you're dropping it going, oh, my God, this is so heavy. I don't know if I can take this back there. And the same when you're coming out, they'd say, hey, bring it out. You would drag this thing across the ground trying to figure out how to carry it, and then right when you got to the opening of the mine, you pick it up and try and look as tough as you can. 
because you don't want to make him fun of you for being a wuss. Yeah. But uh, once you spend a little time with the equipment, you learn how to use it, you learn how to handle it. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty certain today I could walk up, pick one up, and carry it on back. So, well, did, was so, it like was it like what you expected though? I mean, like when you went from what was it computer work you used to do? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. so, web development, I mean, computer work. Was it was you was you it know, what you expected or? I don't know that I had any real expectations, uh, and if I did, they were all completely wrong. Um, <laughs> I, the amount of skill that these guys have, the amount of courage, the amount of safety, um, there's so much information uh, going into mining. Now, of course, I'm thinking, oh, gee, in the old days, you know, they grabbed the pan and they made a little sluice box and they found a river. I, did, I had no idea what I was going to be doing. Um, but to get in there and learn about how the explosives worked and the, the blasting caps and the drilling, and I did my fair share of, uh, um, you know, you've got your steel, which you're, you're drilling with, and I stuck those in the ground, a couple of them, where you basically have to blast with the drill still stuck in the wall because you couldn't get it out. Oh. Um, there's, it's, there's such a level of, of intricacy with so many of these things. It was really cool, and like I said, it was the hardest work I've ever done um, but it was so gratifying at the end of the day, uh, yeah. working on a lot of my projects with the computers and things like that. That's all very gratifying, but it's a very different gratification with the physical labor sure. of it all. Sure. Um, you just, at the end of the day, you were, you felt accomplished. It was cool. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this was actually a conversation we had or if I dreamed this, and I don't think I'm dreaming about you, so I think we did. Is Jamal <laughs> opening a restaurant? <laughs> You know what? He he's it's not a restaurant. He was doing a, a web show uh called Paranormal Pantry where he's actually gonna That's be cooking a lot of the recipes. Yeah, so and it's supposed okay. to be a, a internet based show and I think he just ran into a small hiccup trying to get uh uh the location secured of where this was gonna be filming. So I know okay. he's got the whole kitchen built and he's got a host and, and all that sort of stuff. So he is moving forward on it. I just don't know the schedule that he's got going. Okay, so it wasn't a dream. It was just I, I couldn't remember no, exactly no. what it was. So we have a question yeah. in chat from Karma. Karma wants to know, have the owners of the mine gotten more serious about mine safety? Uh, you know what? I have no idea. The owners of the mine, I haven't uh, spoken with them since the end of the show, uh, season two. Um, mm -hmm. I have no idea what's going on up there. I don't know if they still own it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I have no idea. Um, the safety is that's it's such a crucial part of of the whole mining operation. And what's yeah. really scary is uh, when you're dealing with MSHAW, they'll come in and they'll find you for not having caps on your spray paint cans, and they'll find you thousands oh. of dollars. And they can what is it? Is it like OSHA? Operation. What is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the Mine Safety Health uh, okay. Association. And okay. so they come in and they look at everything, all your 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 power supplies, your clothing, your, the type of boots you're wearing, the equipment you're using, even how the road is laid out. And uh, so safety, and, and this, uh, they're important to have because without these, you've got mining operations where you've got hundreds of men that are rotating constantly from shift after shift, and someone could get seriously hurt, injured, and you've got some of the greatest mining tragedies that still happen today, uh, you know, in other countries uh, that you hear about where you get thousands of men trapped underground. Um, but that's why uh, the safety aspect of it is regulated so heavily yeah. that 
but but yeah, I, I'm not sure what the uh, what the owners have done with it, or if they're still even the owners. Yeah. So my question about all of that, and I don't think I've ever asked you, is 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 there really gold in them there hills? Is there a lot of gold there? I mean, that's, that's what oh, I was going to ask. <laughs> that absolutely, that whole area. In fact, uh, right uh, outside of Sumter and Baker, uh, you've got uh, the town of Halfway, and up above Halfway. Um, there's an old ghost town called Cornucopia. And I took a trip up there and went and checked out all those mines, but Cornucopia was the largest producing gold mine in the state of Oregon. So eastern Oregon, well, and southern Oregon as well, down by uh, Rogue River and um, all those towns, there's a huge amount of gold still out there. The difficult part is, uh, you know, that you always hear it takes money to make money. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, with the type of mining that we're doing, um, it requires a lot of money, a lot of investment. Um, but yeah, you go in. Uh, the interesting thing about nowadays, especially with underground mining, is you can have somebody go in. They have specialists who will go in and they drill in thousands of feet in every direction all throughout the mine and they catalog it and number it and date it. Wow. They take all these samples out and they come back and, and they can tell you exactly where the gold is in your mine. Really? Wow. So, but the problem is to have a sampling project like that done, it could cost you millions of dollars. Wow. So, um, and, and for that millions of dollars, they may come back and say, sorry, there's no gold in your mind. But, oh, that would suck. Yeah, you just don't know. <laughs> so a lot of times, especially like at the mine we were working, with it, it being a smaller mining operation, uh, you're really going off of, you know, Dick and Duck and Stan, the old timers. They have the knowledge. They knew what to look for. Um, we relied heavily upon them to tell us uh, where we should be going, how we should be doing this, and their sampling hopefully was reliable. But even then, the gold could pinch out, and you might end up, uh, you know, drilling for 20 feet, and then there's nothing. You just don't know. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, um, I, 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 because I've joked with you a lot and tell you I hate paranormal TV, but I watched your show, so why don't you read my books? Um, <laughs> but anyway, I just had to get that on the air. No, Ooh. but the, but. The part, the thing is with Ghost Mine, the reason I watched it was it, the mining was what was so damn fascinating to me. I mean, that was, yeah. it was riveting. It was like, I just, I, they'd get the paranormal stuff on there and be like, get off the screen. I want to see the mining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, truth be told, of course, that's why I love the show too. Yeah. But, um, and it was interesting as the show started, it really had a, um, you had two groups of fans. You had the people who were into the gold mining shows, and then you yeah. had the paranormal uh, fans. There were far more paranormal because of the sci-fi network with ghost hunters and all that. Yeah. So we really, it really catered to them off the off the get-go. But it was interesting to watch the groups of people transition and start to say, "Oh, I really like the mining part." Um, but the one thing I really liked about ghost mining that was really unique. And sorry, Chuck, if I'm repeating myself on your show, um, but it, to me, it was the first paranormal show that was ongoing in a single location that mm -hmm. can research a yeah. wide, vast area of history and pull in a lot of possibilities. But it, to me, it was the only paranormal show where you followed the people who were working and dealing with the paranormal on a regular basis mm -hmm. that you don't get on some of these other shows. A lot of the other shows you see them for the reveal and the initial interview, and then they're gone. Yep. But here you got to see us working, how we were dealing with it. Um, after they gave us a reveal, we had to go back in and continue working, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, with a lot of those stories on our mind. 
So, um, and how our families dealt with it. You really don't see shows where you see the people that are uh, either tormented or um, dealing with the psychological aspect of being in a haunted location over a lengthy period of time. Yeah, you know, it, thought, was, it was a well-done show. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought the, hum- yeah. the human aspect was very important to that. That's why I always say, you know, it would be cool to see like a show where uh, even if they're the investigators, during the day you see them as what they do for their normal living and their families and stuff and how their families deal with them doing whatever and then all that. I think that that would be a lot more interesting and then just add in the paranormal for the spice, you know. I think that would yeah. be a cool yeah. Yeah. of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, it'd be like if they did. What's the one about the guys that do the crab fishing in the Bering Sea? If they made those boats haunted as oh, shit, deadly. it would have been pretty yeah. good too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deadliest catch. catch with haunted. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Good idea, Karen. Let's do yeah, that. Let's get a boat. Okay. Let's get a boat. Oh, and get I'll out get there. Uh, no, I'm going to cheat with eyes cut out. Yeah, I'll be the ghost. We'll be and I'll be like the pirate. <laughs> All right, me mateys, let's go out there and find me some ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, can bring Jay God. with us. It'd be cool. You know, it'd be fun. And I'll just think? get a dredge and I'll be underwater the whole time sucking up gold if I can. There you go. See, it'll, awesome. it'll, it'll be perfect. It'll be like the ideal paranormal mining crab fishing show. Well, yeah, exactly. it's pirates too. You have to be the pirate crab fishing show. You got to oh, have I me. I am me pirates. We're going to go out there and find me some gold. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, we have, a, we have a question in chat, by the way. It says. Okay. It's, from, you, it's from your buddy Michael. Uh, it says, "Do you oh, suspect?" All right, so it says, "Do you suspect there may be a relationship between paranormal activity and the specific mineral slash metal rich environments?" Oh yes, this is a good one for Michael because we we are constantly debating uh, the piezoelectric <laughs> effect. The uh, and and if we're actually saying it right, because everybody we talk to says it differently. Um, I I do. Uh, you know, when you talk about the, the piezoelectricity effect uh, that, or, or property of quartz, and basically that is when quartz is compressed, um, it will um, uh, emit energy. And when energy is applied to quartz, it will expand and contract at a very atomic precise level, which is why they use it in radios and watches and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, the interesting thing about mines, so when you're, when you're drilling into the ground and you're creating this giant void in the earth, um, the first thing that that the earth wants to do is collapse in on itself. Um, and that's why when you're drilling in a mine, you're drilling a specific hole pattern and your first blast is right in the center because as soon as you create that first void, everything wants to compact in on itself and fill that empty void. So you've got thousands and thousands of feet underground it is under the constant pressure of the earth to collapse in on itself, and you've got all this immense pressure. And then, you know, like I talked about in the past, when you're dealing with people, especially a historic rich location, uh, like a hundred and something year old mine, where mm-hmm. people are in there and the emotion, the energy that each one of those people had inside the mine, they're dealing with fear, they're dealing with death, they're dealing with um, uh, greed, uh, all, all of some of the most uh, powerful emotions are happening inside that mine at the exact same time. So I think it directly correlates and does have a big impact on the possibility of a haunting within a mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, yeah, that's like with the, you're, like you're talking about, like the, the crystal bases or the minerals and stuff. I, I really do think that there's a, a larger chance of uh, activity just because of all that stuff. Now, do now, yeah. Like to, to move forward a little bit, like, do you find that going to places where 
no one has ever gone. Like you're, you're talking about, you know, hey, we've gone to these places where no one's ever gone. Do you find that by going to places that no one's ever gone before, do you feel there's more activity there because there's less people have trampled through it or whatever? And do you, do you find that at all or no? You know what? I don't. And in fact, what I'm usually doing when I'm in a location where no one has been in years is, um, I, I, and who knows, maybe this is, um, um, I am picking up on some sort of energy, but it's, it's interesting how much you put yourself in the mindset of the people that were living or working uh, back in the day. Um, this was their livelihood. This was their passion. This is where they were going to, this is where they were going to make their homestead. And this was their dream. And so I always feel that emotional, uh, presence of, um, maybe a little bit of pride, maybe a little bit of sadness, maybe a little despair because the place is run down. So I don't know if that's my mind or if I'm actually experiencing anything, but, um, having, having the solitude of a location certainly adds to the, to the emotion again, whether it be mental or experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to come up and join us for an investigation here in an undisclosed location, I think, aren't you? The one we talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. So that I, I, I'll be interested to see how you feel about that place because it um, was rather intense the last time we were there. So, And we're the only team that's ever investigated. We're, we, there's only been us through there. Nobody else has ever investigated. So it's re- relatively virgin and untouched, too. So dun, dun, dun. That is so cool. And what is the level yeah. of uh, activity on a... Uh daily basis is it is it pretty much abandoned or is there traffic to there um so the it's it's uh used now as a storage facility for um a city organization and that's that's the most i can say without so there are people yeah. around it but it's just a bunch of boxes that they've stored in there and, and almost nobody ever goes through it oh that's <laughs> cool i like that yeah, <laughs> well, yeah but there I, are I, people but there are people in the building Okay. And uh, realistically, the employees don't like to go in there because it's freaky. So, freaky. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That helps. Yeah, it'll be a good one. <laughs> well, and 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 the last time, um, the men that were with us seemed to really be the ones who triggered a lot of activity too. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think we didn't tell okay. you that. Yeah, it's gonna no. be cool. It's gonna be great, Jay. All right. Yeah. I will. This I will it, be Jay. a guinea pig. This is when I'll be the the trigger object. That's fine. This is when the the sliver falls off, and you're like, oh my God. Then you'll start talking like a pirate. I am a mateys. They found the ghosts. I. If if he is, I am going to be following him around with my iPhone recording that. Come on. Don't you think pirates would make good ghost hunters? I mean, they're pretty cool, right? You know, a patch and a little wood leg. Yeah, I never thought about it, but I guess they might. Be like, shh, quiet, I hear footsteps. No, it's the peg leg behind me. <laughs> <laughs> that I can see happening. <laughs> so so what what what's in store for Jay? Like what what does Jay really wanna are there, are there oh, places God. you haven't what gone? Are you, what you, are your dreams and aspirations? Yeah, Jay? what's your dreams and oh, aspirations, gosh. Jay? Uh, you know what's funny is uh so it's it's now been a little over a year since uh, episode two or series uh, uh, season two ended and you know for a short time you just kind of uh, ride the wave and figure where it takes you um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised at how much uh, my level of activity um, has gone up as far as investigating and researching and history and things like that and I find myself wanting more and more and more um, so I'm definitely uh, you know I'm 
this is part of my life now, which mm-hmm. is quite surprising. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I have an incredible, incredibly huge list of locations I want to go and explore and see, uh, specifically uh, Western history, uh, places like Deadwood. I've got places all over Montana I hope to explore. Um, in fact, we were uh, uh, recently talking about uh, Montana State Prison. I would love to experience places like that. Oh, I hear that's um, fantastic. Yeah, I, I hear yeah. that's Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, the more off the beaten path, the better. The more I can. Yep. Um, anybody who follows my Instagram uh, saw my recent car troubles of almost 15 minutes. <laughs> With what? Oh, I, 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 no, Jay in his underwear up to is? his up to the bottom of his boxers, trying to get his car out of a puddle. You didn't see those? <laughs> no. Wait. What? All right. All right, wait a minute. Why are you in your underwear trying to get your... Okay. You didn't want to get his okay, pants wet, There's a very logical reason for this. Well, and so, yeah, okay. Um, All right, up, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm up in the mountains uh, mm-hmm. in, in Oregon, up above Scapoose and Bernonia, and uh, my girlfriend and I are out driving around. I was taking her to a location where there are three small graves up, in the, uh, up on this mountain. And I'd been up there before. Uh, I knew where I was. They were all old logging roads. And it hadn't rained in, in several days. The road was pretty dry. But when I got to the top under these trees, there were these huge, um, you know, 20-foot uh, in, in diameter puddles in the middle of the road. So the first one, I kind of took it slow because I didn't want to get stuck and I wanted to feel how slippery it was. So I went through it slow, and it was only a couple inches deep. And then I came across the next one, and I picked up speed to see if I could make my tires spin. I really wanted to feel it. And then, you know, after the fourth and fifth puddle, uh, two, three inches deep, I thought, hey, this is a no-brainer. This is easy. So I come around the corner. There's another big puddle. I hit it, and I sink. Uh, it, it was literally halfway up my driver's side door, the puddle. It was late. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the, my, uh, my Pathfinder had bottomed out. The wheel ruts were so deep that my car was resting on its belly in the water, mm-hmm. and I had to climb out through the window and get on the roof of my car, I, I changed out my boots and I took my pants off because I was literally thinking, I may have to stay up here overnight or walk down this mountain in the dark because uh, it was sunset at the time we were up there too. So my logic was, if i got to be up here, I don't want to be in cold, wet pants. So I took my pants off and we started piling up rocks in the wheel. Well, I found that we finally got out after about 45 minutes. But... Uh, <laughs> I just thought maybe you were like, hey, my car's stuck. Let's rip off my pants. Woohoo! Come on the way. Let's go. If only, if only the amount of mental stress and anguish I went through uh, was incredible. It's like we lost Jay. He's running around in his undies right now trying to push his truck out of this gigantic it, you know, Every now and then I, I do enjoy putting embarrassing photos online. That I was, I was just going to say it takes a brave man to, to have put those pictures on, on Facebook oh, I or wish on I saw, Instagram. I wish I saw those pictures. Did you have your hat on while you had your uh, underwear uh, in your no, underwear? I Did you have, oh, that would have been... But I was covered in mud, and uh, oh, and by the time I called back in my car to back it out, the water had already started coming up to the floorboard. So wow. my whole car was full of uh, muddy, soupy water, and it was fun. <laughs> you know, it's uh, what did I tell you? If it's not a Darwin Award, it's an adventure, right? Exactly. There exactly. you go. And the fact that I got my car out made it all worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it's it's all good. It, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. And but in the he has this one picture, and you can actually see the tailpipe and like the water bubbling. Or was that a video? <laughs> I, I know it was a picture, and in fact, I should have videoed it because it was quite yeah. uh, uh, quite an experience. What, because it was a pipe underneath the water or something? That was. Oh yeah, my exhaust was underwater. Um, uh, the fact I left my car running because I didn't want the water to flood the exhaust system. Uh, so my car was running the whole forty-five minutes. We're filling it with rocks and pushing and trying to get out of there. So. Oh, I have a question. I have a question from chat. Bob wants to know, and I'm assuming he means other than Jay. Other than you, did okay. any of the miners on the show become paranormal investigators as a result of the show? Uh, Jay Verberg. Uh, you know what? No, they didn't. Just, just you. Um, just you. Uh, of course, they, and, and you know, they got to go back. Uh, I had the luxury of going back to a desk job. Yeah. I uh, would rather not be. I'd rather be mining. But uh, they kind of picked up and carried on. Those guys are, are tough guys, but... Uh, None of the other miners uh, picked it up. Jamal's done some investigating uh, with me every now and then. But uh, other than that, no, I think I'm the only one that's uh, kind of taken off on my own little crazy world yeah. of freaks yeah. and goats and energy and everything else. <laughs> were you surprised at how superstitious the miners were? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I really was. I didn't anticipate, um, again, being a very logistical thinker, um, I didn't expect, uh, first of all, I didn't expect that many different types of superstitions to be centered around mining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get Tommy knockers, but you know, when they started talking about redheaded women being bad yeah. luck and, yeah. and all those things, it was really surprising. But, and I don't know if I've talked to you about that, Karen, but, uh, in the old days, and this is very true of, uh, the old, uh, ships as well. Uh, the only time women showed up on a job site or to the ship was to retrieve the dead. So, um, you know, whether it be their husband, their father, their son, whatever. So that's why the women uh, were bad luck. But okay. uh, I, I don't really, the, the redhead thing was a whole Cornish tradition. I don't remember that. But huh. Yeah, there's uh, some crazy, there's some crazy superstitions. Well, and you and I have something else in common, too, and that's that we both have a, a thing about trains. That, that I think you like trains and railroad history as much as I do, don't you? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh. In fact, uh, one of my, that, in fact, that was one of my uh, favorite investigations and, and experiences was the Ogden uh, train station in Utah. And I never realized this, but that train station was the hub. If you were going north, south, east, west across the United States, it all went to Ogden. And... Hmm. Uh, just the whole history of that whole location. In fact, there was a brick on the outside of the train station that has the date and time uh, that World War II ended. Someone had it scratched it wow. in a brick and said the wow. war ended. Yeah, it was really cool. That's so really just, neat. Yeah, I, I think they should. I and think they should course, do like the one up in Washington was a favorite one too. I love that place. Well, I think What's they that? should do something. What? what? What place in Washington? Uh, oh, up at the museum there. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's just, it's so, there. it's, 
Yeah, it's so neat when you go and you see what they built into this train station. Did you know, I don't know if I told you this, they have like um, in like when you're walking back to that back room and off to the left where all of the storage shelves are, behind those storage shelves, they actually have a salmon washing station back there from the old railroad thing. And right next to the the door that goes into that back room where we we do the meetings and stuff, um, off to the right, there's a great big huge scale. that they would in the floor, but with the big iron weight things. That's really cool too. Oh, did you really? notice that? So yeah. You ne- didn't see that when you were there? No, no, I did see the one they had in Ogden, uh, where it takes up the whole floor and they would just wheel yeah. things over it and weigh it. Yeah. Like, cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'll have to, next time you're up here, I'll have to, I'll have to show you all of that stuff oh, because absolutely. I had, I had one of the old timers when I was writing the book, I had one of the old timers at the museum walk me through. And he walked oh. me through the whole thing, and he told me everything. And this used to be the ladies' room, and this was the men's smoking room. And, you know, because the ladies had a different waiting room than the men. And, I mean, just so it was, yeah, it's it's they refitted the whole thing to make it a museum. Um, yeah. But it, it's got all the really interesting, interesting things still. Well, and the other thing is this summer, you know, you need to make time so that we can go to Wellington, too. Because, I, oh, I yeah. you know, railroad history, come on. Oh yeah, well, that'd be, that is- I, I think it'd be cool to like if there's like a old like the some of the old trains still left to do an investigation on one of the old. Tra- I would they love do on to. Ships, yeah. There you know are you? some. There, there's actually an old caboose um, on the way up to Wellington. See, so here's the thing, Jay, is that I'm trying to get Chuck to come out this summer to go to Wellington <laughs> with me too and the museum. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I'm trying. Get out here, Chuck. I'll join you. See. I- <laughs> I actually awesome. used you as enticement. I said, I said, you know, if you came out, I bet that Jay would go, come and go. I <laughs> already told yeah, him that. We could have a whole trip there planned. I know. I, well, I have, I have, like, I have the time to do it. I just have to make sure I have the money to do it. So yeah, 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 yeah. that's always the challenge. Yeah, because I, you know, I got to yeah, pay at least for that's the flight. The key thing is we have to figure out as paranormal investigators how we get paid for this sort of stuff. Oh my mm. god, I know <laughs> it costs so much money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's why. Maybe it's not so much that I'm like super psychic and so I don't feel I need any equipment and I'm really bad with equipment. Maybe the fact is I just don't have the money for equipment and so I pretend that I'm, I don't need it. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's believable. Yeah, I could be a big fat phony after all. Gosh darn it. But I've convinced, I have like some kind of hysteria because I've convinced myself. (laughs) Just because you don't have equipment, you can't afford it. I have to be psychic because I can't afford equipment. Well, why don't you become a psychic, Chuck? Because uh, I can't afford equipment. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's a good reason, Chuck. That's the only one I got, okay? So deal with it. Now, where are you at, Chuck? Where are you located? I'm in uh, Chicago. Well, I'm out in the outskirts of Chicago, Illinois. Aren't you in Aurora? Hey, I have to get out there. Uh, well, I'm near Aurora, but, yeah, that's the, outsk- that's the outskirts of Chicago. Wayne's World, party time. Yep, yeah. I'm yeah. in Oswego. I'm actually in Oswego. And I say sweet, they go, where the hell's Oswego? I'm like, all right, Aurora. So that's, I mean, it's the next town over. So yeah. Oregon has a lake, oh. Oswego. They have I was going to say, I'm doing a little bit of uh, uh, my talk on the history of part of Lake Oswego. Yeah, different Oswego. Yeah, yeah there's uh, Lake Oswego yeah. near Portland. Yeah, no one ever comes out to Chicago. I'm out here all by myself. <laughs> Everything happens down in Oregon well, or no, Kentucky I need to- or... I, I do have a plan to come out there. I just don't know when because I want to go to Nellie Sharp's grave. But I think you need to come out here and we can do the Wellington documentary finally and we can end with me at Nellie Sharp's grave. Yeah, because it's all, th- it's, it's all about me, damn it. 
Well, if we're going to do that, at the end of the documentary, we have to get Jay. We all dress up as pirates with mustaches. And we go, I may make you just a story. And then, and then, and then you know what we do? We do a Bollywood dance dressed as pirates. <laughs> We're all dancing, yeah. And, and only if Jay does it in his underwear, though. So that'd be even cooler. With my car half submerged. <laughs> yeah, with your car half submerged. We go. We can all we can all stand there in our underwear together and just dance. You know. Do you really want to? Do you really want to submerge your car again, Jay? <laughs> no, the no, mustaches and pirate pants. Oh my god, that would be so hilarious. And, and now, once again, <laughs> we have veered away from the paranormal. <laughs> Oh my god! We have those little ching ching things in our fingers. Oh, those are for belly dancers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's a completely different. different topic. Yeah, those no. are something completely different. Well, you know, he, yes, and I, I can have the tassels in me. Yeah, doing the Bollywood. Karen can have the tassels and the ching chings, and you and I can have the patches and the leg legs. I'm sure that's not what they're called. I don't ching chings. I don't know what to. Call. I'm not. I'm not taking a parrot though. No parrots. No parrots. <laughs> oh. No parrots, parrots, yeah. Well, it could be a fake one. We just put a fake one oh, on your okay, show. Okay, that's fine. Here's my parrot. We, we could make, you know, it could be like a cult hit, I think, because we could just make it weird enough that people want to watch it when they're stoned. And in Washington State, a lot of people will buy it in Colorado. Oh, selling Colorado. Yeah, that's true. They're yeah. like, like, dude, isn't that guy from, like, Ghost Mines or something? He's in his underwear, like, dressed like a pirate. And who's that other idiot oh guy? Oh my gosh. Guy, what's he doing? Look, he's dancing weird too. And we got the girl with the ching chinks. I don't know what's going on. Finger symbols. They're called oh. finger symbols. <laughs> I like ching chinks better. Come on. I, I think finger symbols is an awfully simple name for it for us to not know that. Oh my goodness! Never used finger symbols. Oh. Sorry. And this is this is and, and that was the last time that Jay ever came on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. He's like, oh, no, man, we're no, talking of course about not. Yeah. Those people are strange, man. He's like, dude, I was That's on the there. It's the paranormal. Next thing you know, we're talking about pirates and underwear. I'm confused. And the guy kept saying, ching chings. What the hell's going on? There you go. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, Jay. No, I, I, let's I talk. definitely be into that. Oh, see, okay, very good. And you're welcome to bring your girlfriend, too. Sure, she just sure. friended me on Facebook. I'm looking forward to meeting her at the conference. I think that she yeah, and I might have a lot in too. common. Yeah, I, I, think she, oh, yeah. I think she might She might have a lot. She, isn't she a little woo-woo like me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surrounded see, by it. That's, well, that's, here's what I've decided. This is what I tell Jim is because he's a lot like you, very logical and everything else. I tell him is he needs the woo-woo in his life, and I need the logical in my life. So it's it's a good balance. So you and Katie absolutely. have the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Jay, uh, yes. are you, do you have anything coming up, like, say, any conferences or anything? Mm, oh, gosh. Well, I I've got the Oregon Ghost Conference this weekend in Oregon City, and there's going to be all sorts of good stuff going on there. Uh, outside of that, I've got some things planned for um, – uh, after summer, I, I've got a couple other events I'm hoping to get out to, uh, a couple other locations uh, that I'm going to be exploring, and, and and I'll be posting updates on that. But I'm always looking to do something weird and post some pictures on Instagram and Facebook, so <laughs> I'm always easy to find. So if they want to find you on Instagram and Facebook, is it just Jay Verberg? Uh, yeah, on Facebook, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't even know what my own Facebook and Instagram URLs are. On Instagram, I'm, I think it's all under J underscore Verberg on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and then they can find me at uh, J Verberg Ghost Mine 
on Facebook. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, so, you know, you're always welcome back here oh, yeah. on the show uh, because we have a good time. And, you know, you and Chuck seem to have a little bromantic thing going on. And, and that's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, willing to, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to be your bromance pimp. Whoa! I will facilitate. I will facilitate the bromance. Did you say bromance pimp on the radio? My God! I I just want to see Jay do. What Jay? No, as I said, I just want to see Jay do more experiments with mice fetulation. Is it fetulation? Yeah, if you do, if you if you do the mice, if you do the mouse fart experiments, please record those for us. (laughs) Absolutely, I'll try and do a whole documentary on it. There you go. Serious too. So people go, is this guy really serious about this stuff? <laughs> but absolutely, you know, once I get through my talk here at the Oregon Ghost Conference, uh, you know, I'll open up about uh, a bunch of the history and the fascinating, uh, uh, scary events that happened out near Tombstone, mm-hmm. and uh, fill you in on all the details. So, what time? What time are you speaking? You're speaking Saturday, right? On Saturday, I'll be speaking at four. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I'm, I'm taking part in. Uh, uh, a couple investigations that they're doing, uh, a couple local hot plots in Oregon City. Um, and then on Sunday, I'm uh, helping Oregon Paranormal with their class as a um, guest investigator. Um, and then I'm also hosting a panel, and I'm on a panel. So I'm kind oh, of all you're going to be place. a busy guy. Well, and oh, yes. the, other, the other thing I just want to point out is that you're such a great guy. You're doing us a solid, and you're helping us raise some money for the museum, too. And you're going to be... Uh, at an investigation that we're hosting here at the museum. Yes. Uh, the 16th of May, does that sound right? I believe it's, al- it, it's, yes. it's already sold out, Jay. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Oh, that is great news. That is great That's, news. So all for the restoration yep. of history, I'm all for it. Yep. So we appreciate that you're doing that uh, for us. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll see you this weekend, huh? Absolutely. I will see you this weekend and check your ass out here so we can go check out some cool stuff. Okay, man. We'll do. All right. Thanks, Jay. All you right. have a Thanks great a lot, evening. Guys. Uh-huh. Thanks, Jay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. There you go, guys. Jay Verberg. He's a fabulous man. He's a fabulous man. That's what I say. I, I sense a little bromance, a little few romantic <laughs> feelings there. I don't know. We, we get along. It's nice, you know. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. You know? you're, you're both cool guys. You're both cool dudes. I like you both. What, it's it's what, all thanks. good. I'm yeah, not you jealous have to... of your bromance or anything. Well, thanks. Well, because we have our own. Well, we don't really. You and I can have a bromance because we're a guy and a girl. So, what do you call that? A bromance. I mean, because Jim tells me that I'm like my sensibilities. I have the most guy like sensibilities of about any chick he knows, he says. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. And you have to get Jay when you're out there. We need the bumper from Jay. The bumper. Oh, the bumper. I will. I will try to remember to take my H4 to the, um, to the conference. And Please. get a few people to record some bumpers for us. Please. That would be awesome. I'm going to try my it, so you do yours, and I'll, I'll do mine. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, yeah. so, Cheryl, are you, are you ready to, you know, you've done a good job of not actually busting in and saying, would you people just knock this off? I, I have to say. <laughs> well, what? It was fun. Okay, good. Yeah, fun. thank you. You're welcome. See? It's okay we talk about farts and pirates once in a while. I was okay, laughing. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> she was laughing. There you go. Okay. Anyway, so um, radio show, what's coming up? Uh, next week, April 16th, we have BJ Beretta coming on. He's a filmmaker of the short documentary film called Surviving Death, A Paranormal Debate. 
And he's got a really cool name because, I mean, BJ Beretta, he just sounds like he's cool. Yeah. I know. It's like when I hear that, I think of the show, bro. Like, ooh, 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 you know, that's that. <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking of. Do, yep. do the time. Well, you can't do the time. Yeah, don't do it. You know, Beretta. That was cool, man. I never actually saw it. Did he have a cockatiel? Is he the one that yeah, had the like cockatoo? White, yeah, mm-hmm, the cockatoo. Fred, cock- Fred the talking cockatoo. Yeah, there you go. It was it. Okay. I, love that I guess show. I didn't see it. I don't remember. I don't remember the. Uh, I don't remember beginning songs unless it's like you know w- was a really catchy one like the uh, different strokes or something. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Or yeah. Gilligan's Island. Everybody knows that one. <laughs> anyway, we got once again. We've tangented. Tang- I don't even know if that's what we've gone off on a tangent. So Cheryl, what else do we have coming up on the big shoe? Uh, we're going to go ahead and skip forward to April 30th, and we are going to have our Psychic Roundtable. And that's going to be a lot of fun because we are going to be joined by Seth Michael, Nancy Laporta, June Lundgren, and hopefully William Becker. Yes, if William if William has the ability to call in from Europe. Yep. Because he's in Europe. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, okay. What else? What else? Anything else? Um, we've got, uh, some great shows lined up for May. We have, uh, quite a few authors coming in to talk to us. We have Philip Syracusa, uh, author of the Horsefly Chronicles, a demonic haunting based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And we have Mark Leslie, author of Tombs of Terror. Tombs of Terror. It sounds like a Tombs Disneyland ride. Yeah, I know. Am I pro- pronouncing that right? Tomes? Tomes of Tombs? Terror? Tombs? T-O-M-E-S? Yes. Oh, tomes. So, like tomes. tales. Excuse me. That's what I meant okay. to say. Tomes of terror, and um, then we have John Weiss, author of "Life Goes On: A Skeptic's Afterlife Education." Ooh, I like that's that one. That's like that's... Stuff. I, see, when I when I listen to what she's saying, I always listen to the names because that's the ones I'm going to have to pronounce when the show begins. Yeah, I just the, you know I just like, rely on you to 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 be all prepared and stuff so that I can just piggyback <laughs> off what you do. <laughs> Why, thanks. I mean, That's how I go through life. Yeah. And then I get on there and I go, I try to talk and I go, I'm like, what the heck just came out of my mouth? I do the same thing. You know, it's what makes us human, Chuck. That's true. We have fun, right? I mean, look, they said great show in chat room. JoJo underscore Spirit Tucker said, have to agree, great show. I like that. That's good. Jason Chad as Poochie Goo. Yeah, I just saw. Uh, so awesome. oh, Poochie Poochie Goo. Goo. Well, he, he, changed it. he changed it to Jay Verberg. So Poochie Poochie Goo. Oh, I like it was Poochie Poochie Goo. He, that's right. So that's maybe that's what I should have if if I could get him to record a bumper for us. I could have him say this is Poochie Goo. Now, who's Karma that's in there? Is anybody who Karma is? Because she's in there a lot. I mean, it was, or I don't know if it's a she or he. I shouldn't say she, but you know. Here a lot. Yeah. Here a lot. Okay. So this is it. Now we this is what we resorted to at the end of the show. We could have kept talking to Jay, but instead we're just gonna like start listing people who are in chat. And <laughs> well, you have to give some love. Is yeah. there and Bob uh, from Spectral Tech yeah. is there? Is, let's say here. Let's let's scroll it. Let's scroll it, baby. Let's see who else is in here. My wide is there. Give props to the Chad peeps. Chad is yeah, there. Karma and Chad and I don't know where Jessica is. I know I saw and her. Kay like, was there but left. Anyway, okay, well that was that was that was the thrilling part of the show. So Cheryl, um <laughs> what what's up with like the magazine and stuff? Um, no news on the magazine. You can always go check out our issue archive at paranormalunderground.net. 
Um, we'll have a new issue coming out soon. And I just want to ask if anyone listening wants to share their personal paranormal experiences to write into editor at paranormalunderground.net and share those experiences with me and I will um, run them in the magazine and um, share your stories, share your 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 encounters and I think um, that would be pretty cool to get to to yeah. get that info out to others who may have experienced something similar. That's we a good idea. We would also like your dreams. Yes, dreams. We don't want to have to come and suck them out of your heads. So <laughs> we, we would like them you to submit them to Cheryl instead so that I can interpretate them. That's a word. Can we do can, do you do nightmares too or just dreams? Nightmares are dreams. Yeah. Silly. Oh, I'm Well, uh, dreams to me are happy and nightmares are scary, okay? Silly. So there you go. No, dreams. No, dreams, you know, dreams what, what dreams are, they can be happy, but you know what they usually are? They're just usually effed up. I mean, dreams are bizarre. And until you yes, yeah. And until you take the time to look at what each of the symbols means, and everything in a dream means something. Um, yeah, it's just, they're, they're so weird. I mean, I've had the weirdest, weirdest dreams, and then I interpret them, and it's like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Well, yeah, because you understand them. I, I just wake up and go, what the hell is that all about? I was walking with a raccoon talking. I don't understand that, you know? So. Oh, talking animals, <laughs> yes. yes. That's, a sign of, that's a sign of psychosis. Oh, good, wonderful. There you I'm go, folks. kidding. That explains a lot for Chuck E. G., doesn't it, folks? <laughs> Talking it really does. Yeah. He agreed He agreed to do this show, and we've often wondered why. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. I get to hang out with Cheryl, and I hang out with you. We get cool guests. We have awesome listeners. It's a fun, it's a fun, all, it's a fun all the way around. You know, you just can't lose. You just can't lose people. That's right. Come, really? Seriously? I mean, where else can you talk about cool paranormal stuff and then flip over to pirates or flip over to farts and, and then talk whatever the heck else we would talk about? We always talk about something crazy. I like it. It's good. It's 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 therapy. It's I mean, therapy. It's, it's therapeutic. Yes, this is. Therapy. I'm sure. I'm sure for people listening, it's therapeutic too. Yeah. Well, then I learned there, there was a massive eye roll there. If you if you didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But I'm just gonna go with the, being real, okay? Because I didn't know what the ching chings were called, and then you said the finger symbols. So, see, I learned it when I'm on here too. I don't know these things. I, how do I know what a finger symbol is? Like, when have I ever had a finger symbol? Right? Yeah. Well, all I could come up with was castanets, but they don't do the chingy sound. They they do the clacky sound. What, what, they're what? Castanets? Cast, castanets? I don't know. And they, oh, they, oh, I didn't know that either. Oh, my gosh. That was fast, Cheryl. Yeah. Seriously. What? Immediately, I just got a dream in my inbox. <laughs> wow. Cheryl, you got, would you like type two seconds? I there actually I actually had it last week, and I forgot to give it to you. <laughs> is this Is this... From you, or is this from somebody anonymous? No, it's from somebody anonymous. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, also, did you get the one I sent a couple weeks ago about the demon dreams? Yes, okay. I've just been in Cook That's fine. Okay. Just making sure you got yeah. it. We've got yeah. demon dreams to interpret. We've got this one I just sent you to interpret. Some interesting stuff going on. I know. I've got to get to it. Like I said, I need to get out of cookbook hell, and then I can do it. Cool. <laughs> cookbook yeah. hell. There you go. That's probably a scary nightmare dream right there. Oh, I know. Well, what happens is when I'm doing a cookbook, sometimes I do have trouble sleeping because I'm thinking about the recipes I can write and stuff. So, yeah, that's me. Really? Mm -hmm. mine, are, mine are just so sporadic most of the time. It's like I don't even, they don't even like, 
I mean, I know you say that, you say that they, they have meaning, but sometimes it just seems so like a chunk of here and a chunk of here and a chunk but, of here. And but a, those chunks of things you remember, it's significant yes. that you're remembering them. And so those are the things you tell me. And I don't, you can just send them to me and I can, unless you're afraid I'm going to think you're crazy. And I mean, we don't have to put it in the magazine. I'll just interpret your dreams for you because we're <laughs> friends and that's what people do. <laughs> that's what friends do. You think I'm? I already know I'm crazy, so that's pretty much a given. Now I'm on the show; people know I'm crazy, so it's okay. It's right. Crazy is a good. Crazy is good because you know being normal is just way overrated. Crazy. Oh, sorry. Ooh, see, it seems like every show I get Karen new, starts singing. This is a new tradition. Karen singing on, at the end of I know. every show. I do this all the time. This is what I do in my real life. I, I, it's like I think my life is a musical or something. <laughs> I, I still like the super freak, super freak, super freaky. I'm not singing super freak again. Oh, 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 come don't, on. I don't, cool. don't start. That's one of those songs that it's like. Have you ever seen that episode of South Park where uh, with "Come Sail Away" and Cartman can't yeah. can't let it go without finishing? Come sail away, come sail away, come sail with me. Whoa, dude! <laughs> I think we should do like a musical ending to every show. What do you think? We could do Why one. Why not? Right? I don't think people want to hear me sing that. You do like a Christmas song. Chuck, you're like, you better shape up, because I need a man. Chuck sings See, rather well, doesn't he? <laughs> you know what you're doing is you're trying to goad me into singing. <laughs> is it working? Because I told you how I am about Broadway. I know. Musicals. You're, <laughs> trying, come on. you're trying to goad me. Come on, it's really good. The Jets are in place. The I was sentimental. <clears throat> see, what's that story? Oh, there she goes. You can't see her, folks, but she's going. She's going. Oh, I wish this was her people. <laughs> oh my God, Bob said, "Remember Cop Rock?" I remember uh, that show. Yeah. That was the or, weirdest thing ever. How We're about the? How about the musical? Did you guys see the musical episode of Grey's Anatomy? Oh, no. God, oh, terrible, no. horrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, some... I know. Well, okay. we're out of time. Oh, so already? You, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't goad me into singing. Oh, darn it. Next week. I'll get you next week. All right. All right. So, uh, guys, come back next week, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. Y'all have a great week. And come out and see me at the Oregon Ghost Conference this weekend. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, Email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.